welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? We have phase two of our weekly matchups, uh, taking care of all the remaining games, the four o'clock Sunday night football and Monday night football, uh, where we give you our starts and sits. Um, uh, go over the Vegas odds and our picks to win the games. Um, also, this episode, we are going to go over our DFS lineups in our 1v1v1 head-to-head-to-head matchup um, for the ultimate doink. Um, one half of it on one and one half of it on the other uh, if you win. And then we're going to take a few questions at the end of it. Um, we love doing the Q&As. We hate that... Um, we're not able to um, do a dedicated Q&A uh, during the season, but that's just something that we had to sacrifice to get all the other content out um, throughout the life of the season. Um, and we might we might do a little 20, 30-minute you know, episode on Saturday that we throw out for you all. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take a few Q&As at the end of this one. Um, it's going to be a good time. Looking forward to it, man. I look forward to... Uh dunking my dfs lineup on you gentlemen this week i love it no not Not gonna happen happen. not gonna happen you're coming in last no let's put a doink on it let's put a doink on it (laughs) there it goes so we're putting a we're putting a doink on week one matchup absolutely i I mean or are we already tracking this as a separate stat it's a, it, there's a doink on our overall record. Okay, fair enough then. Fair enough. Let's just let's just keep just it that way. Don't don't spread out your L's. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna take one massive L. Um, don't don't take a lot of mini L's along your way to taking one massive L. I just don't think you can handle it. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, can I, you care if I take over the intro this week before we get into the games? <sighs> Let him get one. Let him get one in there. Man, all right. Take it away, Biggs. Listen, boys, I, I did a super flex draft uh, early this week. Um, it kind of got sprung on me last minute. I didn't do my research and look at all the league scoring settings, which, pro tip, always do that before you draft. Uh, it's a three-wide receiver league. Um, I didn't know that, so I uh, drafted running backs early, and my wide receivers are looking kind of gross now. Uh, but I walked away from the draft looking at my team, Extremely disappointed. Wanted to know what what in the world I was thinking while I was drafting. Uh, Don't let that ruin your fantasy season. There's a lot of waiver plays, a lot of trades. I wanted to ask you guys, let's say we get in the middle of the year. Let's say I'm in purgatory. You know, I'm two and three, two and four. Not the worst team in the league, but definitely not going to make the playoffs. Are you guys a fan of blowing it up and try to just get picks? Or do you guys uh, ride it out and trust your waiver play? Try to sneak in the playoffs. I I always trust in my waiver abilities. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there there definitely is a point. I mean, if you're two and four, and your two wins came off of uh, came against two teams that had uh, absolute dumpster fire of a week, and that's the only reason you won those two games, um, you're ha- you're almost halfway into the fantasy season at two and four. Um, it just depends. It depends what your league. If your league is very competitive, um, Begley, I know we're in a super competitive league where um, 
the last place person gets five wins at the end of the year, you know? Um, if it's super competitive and you feel like you can sneak into the playoffs with six, six ish wins, uh, trust, trust your waiver wire options. I mean, that being said, it's a dynasty. Um, you really just gotta, you gotta take a look at the league, the competitiveness of it. In my opinion, I'll let Goni speak on it. And, uh, just your ability to work the waivers. You gotta you gotta trust your ability to work the waivers or uh you gotta tune in every Tuesday. Every Tuesday morning for our scabs and grabs. Absolutely. Good plug. Good plug. <laughs> um for me, man, it's it's really if you're two and three, that means you have a couple weeks left until the trade deadline. Right. So uh like Wayne said, hopefully you find one of these diamonds in the rough on the waiver wire, one of the gems, if you will. And really, for me, every year, uh, I always look to see who the players are going to be coming to, you know, the trade deadline. Really, you got your buyers and your sellers. So I feel like especially if you're in a dynasty, you need to figure out which one of those you're going to be. Sometimes you're just good and you want to stand pat. But if you're in a two and three position, I'm still going to ride it out a little bit. Uh, see if I can pick up a couple more wins. Maybe something fortunate happens. Um, but yeah, you know, if you think you're not going to be in playoff contention, then uh, I'm, I'm a seller. I'm a seller. You, you have to rebuild. If you're if you're only winning four or five games in your dynasty league, your team's not going to get better next year by getting a year older. Just straight up, it's not going to happen. You got to make moves. You got to make things happen yourself. Once you get to the playoffs, it's, it's yeah. everybody's game. Just Anybody? get hot. Three weeks, get hot. Absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> last thing, um, Gone, number one friend of the podcast, had a uh, had a doink, right, that was presented to you, sir? Charles Brown. Sir Charles Brown, he did. He wanted me to ask you, uh, PPR format, Okay. best fantasy finish for the year. Okay. Gabe Davis. I get Gabe, Gabe Davis, obviously. And uh, he wanted to know if you would take Rashad Bateman. This would be a you versus Charles. We'll, we'll, let's bring Charles in on this one First, as far as that goes. Uh, yeah. You take Rashad Bateman, he takes Gabe Davis. I'll I tell you what I'll do. I, <clears throat> I, don't mind Gabe, I don't mind Bateman. I'm not willing to take him against Gabe Davis, but I will counter with a Hollywood Brown for Gabe Davis. Let's put our heroes together here, man. Uh, Charles, if if you beat me, we'll we'll send you some swag, man, from the podcast. If you're willing to take that, all right, Charles, let us know. If I beat you, you'll be demoted to not first fan of the podcast, maybe <laughs> second or third. Oh no, a lot to lose here. <laughs> all right, uh, solid effort, Begley. I mean, decent not, intro, not nearly as good as what I would have done. I mean, I had some crazy good, stuff that I was going to do. You, I was, you did a fine job. Yeah, I was going to get out of my chair. There was going to be a lot that was going to be done in that intro, and you just railroaded it. But I mean, you did okay. Hey, can let's look back real quick. I, I checked out the analytics. I got booed as soon as I took the mic on my solo. You deserve uh, hosting, mm-hmm. and it's the uh, number three show for us so far. Well, yeah, so. well, yeah, I titled it. I titled it to to really bring people in. So even yeah, even go, though you didn't the intro, exactly. I still brought I, I, I still brought the people in. Did you hear Wayne and I going hosting on that show? That's what carried it. Honestly, yeah, the, they came just, back and re-listened to us. The the title. I mean, the title is really what what really Great nailed time. that one home. So so you, 
You're not good, man. You're not good. It's, it's uh, titled Goni Hosting is literally the title. It's titled Pigs Flying and Goni Hosting. That got him right. in. Goni Hosting, like I said. That got him yeah. in. Okay. Uh, our four o'clock games. Uh, you both suck. I'm the greatest. Uh, our, four, <laughs> <laughs> our, four, our four o'clock games, uh, starting with the Giants at Titans. It is the Giants plus five and a half. The over-under is at 43 and a half. Lock of the week for me, taking the Giants plus five and a half, and I'm taking the over. I think this is Begley's third lock of the week. Uh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lock, it, this is my afternoon lock. Can I say that? You can afternoon say that. Lock. It's my afternoon, afternoon lock of the week. Do you all know how hard it is for the Giants to be as bad on offense this year as they have been the last two years under Jason Garrett? It, it's almost not statistically possible. It's there's a almost. word for it. It's called average. That's just their average play. But they ha- they have to get better. It, it's just how math works. They, they don't have, have to. to. They don't. No, that's not how <laughs> math works. Sometimes <laughs> just that's your average. It's I trust in Brian Dable to get this offense back on track. I think people this line is a little too high for me. Uh, I think this needs to be more like two and a half. Um, I like Kadarius Tony. I like Wondell Robinson these week as as dark horse flex plays uh, if you're in deep leagues. Um, I like Saquon as a flex play. I don't I don't love him as your RB one, but I like him as a flex play. Danny Jones even. Uh, it's they're going to be better. They're going to be better than what they were last year. Over under, point five Giants players getting hurt this week. It's I think Kenny Kenny Galladay's already hurt. You mean like in the game? In the game, yeah. New new Giants players getting hurt this week. I'm over, over, over under point five. Galladay's pulling a hammy, guaranteed. But uh, yeah, I I actually like the Giants this year as sneaky fantasy plays. Uh, but look, the star of this game is gonna be Derrick Henry. He's gonna get he's gonna get twenty five carries, probably yeah. put one hundred and thirty yards up. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Titans here on this one, and I, I, it's easy for me, honestly. I'm going to take the under as well. Uh, I'm interested to see Traylon Burks debut in the offense. Um, I know I have a doink against him, but he's a you know young rookie wide receiver, so you want to see how these guys do. Hopefully, you know another superstar in the league somewhere. Just better players equals better football, right? He's so. a, he's a, he's. Uh, he's not even going to be starting though. Did you see that? Westbrook Akina is the number two on the depth chart now. Oh, I didn't. Uh, Let's go. Don't bet for me. And, uh, <laughs> Kyle Phillips is your starting slot receiver. He's probably the better rookie over, over Burks. It's looking like he's the, he was their third rounder at UCLA. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I placed the doink that way. So, uh, I, Robert I Woods right now, you gotta be like, no, nah, no. Nah. Robert Woods, I'd like to see, you know, how he is involved in the offense. Um, he was a consistency machine with the Rams. So I'd like to see the kind of volume that he gets. Um, but I mean, you know, Titans football, man, you just you, you run the football and you play good defense. And I just don't think the Giants are good enough. So uh, Titans in the under. Um, I'm taking the Titans and the under as well. Um, I. I think that the Giants might look a little bit better than what they will the rest of this year. I mean, um, Titans just uh, Titans just lost Harold Landry for the year um, with a torn ACL. That's a big body. That's a big body in the at the second level. Six two two fifty. I mean, the dude's a monster. Um, 
that that might be that that's definitely making uh, some Saquon investors happy um, that he's that he's not there. Um, I think the Giants put up uh, offensively. I think the Giants look better this week than what they actually are. Okay. Um, but but that's going to be the case for a lot of these bad teams when you have a whole off season to script for one game. Um, then you're going to look better than what you actually are. Um, that being said, the Titans just have too much firepower um, on offense that I, I just feel like the Giants just are not capable of stopping. Um, I think Traylon Burks is in there, and I think he has a pretty decent uh, debut. I think Derrick Henry, um, I think Derrick Henry has his way. I mean, he's obviously the focal point. Um, I don't think they're able to stop him. Um, that being said, I, I, the Titans obviously have less firepower than they did last year, um, so I don't think they score a lot. That's why I'm that's why I'm sticking with the under here. And it's hard taking a line at five and a half um, and the under, but I think this is definitely the game uh, to do it. Traylon Burks over under line twenty five and a half yards. I take the over on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under, man. I mean with Westbrook Akine being named the number two worries me. How does he get on the field? I don't know. He's got asthma. He'll get out there. He'll get out there. All right. Our next game, and this is a fun one. This is going to be a good one to watch. Uh, The Chiefs at Cardinals. Um, Chiefs minus six and a half um, with a 53 and a half um, over under. This is another one I'm taking on points. I love these big spreads. Um, I think Kansas City takes a little while to figure it out. You know, they're going to have to determine kind of the roles and the pecking order on offense. I mean, unless Juju comes out of the gate hot, being that guy. I love James Conner in this one. Um, Love Hollywood Brown. Uh, I I don't – you look at the Chiefs secondary, they lost Tyron Matthew, didn't really replace him with anybody. Um, Love Rondo Moore. And uh, I love Travis Kelsey, of course. He's an absolute m- must play this week. I actually like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a, as a sneaky flex play this week. Does Rondell Moore play this week? Uh, I think so. Is he is he been ruled out? Uh, he hasn't been ruled out yet. I know he's just been dealing with injuries and stuff. I, I was actually thinking that I think A.J. Green is currently the highest up on the depth chart as of right now. Sounds right. To Ugh. take the field. So with that being said, give me the Chiefs. And I'm going to take the under, I think, on it. Um, same. I want to I want to see, you know, what the Chiefs do with life after Tyreek Hill. I want to see the snap share for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I want to see what Isaiah Pacheco does, if he gets any playing time at all. And even just to see, you know, who, who might be second in the pecking order uh, for that backfield. So... Uh, you know, we've we've got a lot to to find out here. I mean, well, Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Brown is okay, right? He's 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 good to go. Um, Begley's champion. Um, yeah. What do you think about it, Wayne? Uh, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Um, I, I'm I'm going to go with the Cardinals plus six and a half on this one. Um, I, the Chiefs historically start slow. And with this many shakeups in their offense, not the, obviously the quantity isn't necessarily a lot, but the quality of the shakeup 
um, is a lot. Losing Tyreek Hill, they don't have much of a run game. I mean, CEH has been just the epitome of average ever since they drafted him. Um, I just and I think the only thing that's holding the Cardinals back is is they're missing a lot of people. I mean, obviously D Hop and if AJ Green's like your number one, then disgusting. Um, but I think they do enough. He's still got Zach Ertz. Um, I think James Conner is gonna have a decent game. I, I don't. I think James Conner is. Uh, I don't. I, I'm faded him a little bit than what the ADP had him this year. Um, but I think he does okay. I just think six and a half points is is a lot for a, for a Chiefs uh, team that historically starts slow um, and lost one of the best receivers in the NFL in the offseason. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pounding the under as well. Yeah. Don't forget, man, Clyde over to Lair, same points per game as Javonta Williams. If he can stay healthy, he's a decent fantasy running back. Yeah, yeah, but his ceiling, his ceiling and his floor are so close. That's why I'm not a fan of him. Like his floor is ten and his ceiling is fifteen. Like he's gonna get, he's gonna get you twelve to, he's gonna get you twelve and thirteen points almost every week. And if you're happy with that, great. Um, I'm not. I try and I try and find a guy that's gonna get me that has that twenty point potential from a week to week basis. Um, and Ceh ain't that guy. So you're saying he's he's the Josh Jacobs light. The NFL, yeah. Okay, Josh Jacobs better than that. Don't don't disrespect that man. He won't be this year, I don't think. I think Clyde's got a better uh, range of outcomes than Josh Jacobs. What a beautiful segue! Our next game is the Raiders at Chargers. Um, you want to put a doink on it? Oh, okay. Pause. Said, pause. Sorry, Let's sorry. go. You, you segued, and I, that was a he opened the door for it, and I am going to absolutely dunk it on his head. I said range of outcomes. Uh, I listen. Let it be known. I said range of outcomes. I, I wasn't dying on the Clyde Edwards Hilaire Hill, but it's a bad hill to die on. It, this is it's a dice roll. Zamir uh, mm. White's got a lot of touches. He looked good. Amir Abdullah. A lot of touches. Wow. All the touches for Abdullah. You know what, Goni? For the sake of the podcast, let's. Lock in the doink. I'll take Edward Solaire. I'll give you Jacobs. That's a dice roll for me. I'm okay to lose that one. My man, I appreciate you for willingness to lose. Let's gamble. We've got a doink on the line, and I think this is the most – this is a very even doink. Uh, CEH has RBs breathing down his neck, uh, as does Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs uh, will not be a Raider next year, most likely. Nope. He's getting the he's getting Josh McDaniels as we speak. He's splitting carries. I four carries a week. He'll be happy. I just don't like Ceh. I don't like him. I'm going Josh Jacobs. If I had I to pick it. here, um, I get it. It's a health thing, right? Even, even if for nothing else, right? It's close. It, and- it, it's it's not a it's not a hard pass on Ceh in this bet. It's close. Um, but yeah, I just. I, I, I'm not a big fan. I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a couple. He he always does every year. He has like three-ish, three, four-ish games where he drops like 25. Um, and CEH just doesn't have those games. Yeah. Nope. I, I, I'm going to lean on the Chiefs running game this year because the receivers just aren't there. We'll see. All right, we're official. Go ahead, Biggs. Or, uh, Wayne, sorry. Uh, apology accepted. No apology. Uh, play back there's an apology uh no mad apology. mob if you uh 
if you didn't know, Goni Goni would refuse to apologize to me. So whenever he does it and doesn't realize that he do that he does it, I have to bring attention to it um, and acknowledge his apology, in which I accepted that you just did. I appreciate it. Our I next game is it. Raiders at Chargers. I definitely didn't mean it though. Chargers <laughs> minus three. Uh, the over under is at fifty two. This is a good one. I'm excited for this one. This is a great divisional matchup with two, um, well, one high-powered offense and one pretty good offense. Um, I'm taking taking the Chargers minus three. They're in L.A. And give me me the over. Give me the over on this game at 52.5. Give me the over. Um, Everybody wants to see what, you, you know, uh, the Devonte Adams Derek Carr matchup is gonna is gonna bring. I just think L A L A C has way too many weapons in the backfield. Um, just Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think this is an absolute shootout. I think this is a lock for the over. Um, speaking of which, Goni, uh, I know you texted me about what games I wanted to bet on this week. I would like the over on this game. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, I just think it's a. I think it's a lock. The over on this one. Um, I I know I know the Chargers went out and got you know Khalil Mack, but this is this is past prime Khalil Mack. He's he's still top tier, but he's not like the Khalil Mack that like solo changes the game. Um, I I don't know. I I don't see how. I don't see how the Raiders win this one though. I, I agree. Chargers minus three. I'm taking the over, but I think the only thing that's going to bust the over if it does get busted is the Chargers, Bosa, and Mack are going to eat. And the Raiders have turnstiles for left and right tackles this year. <laughs> uh, that's, to me, that's the biggest question mark. Like I, I'm playing every Raider, and I'm playing every Charger I've got, definitely this year, or in, this week, I mean. Uh, but the pressure on Carr is going to scare me a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm taking the Chargers. Wayne, I don't know if I love the over though. As far we can as never agree, man. The, the parlay bet. I know. Man. I tell I you know. what, it's I it's don't a want grind. One game to lose on. Tease it down um, a little bit, man. Do it. Do I'll, a little sweetheart teaser on it. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over for this, uh, just because I like it more than the under. I I agree. I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. I'm not worried about the Chargers scoring points by any means. I'm more worried about the Raiders keeping up. Uh, a third but a thirty four a thirty four twenty one? You go, you don't see that happening? Yeah, I mean it it certainly could. It certainly could. I mean the the Raiders could come out firing as well. I think Josh Jacobs has a pretty good game here. And like Beg said, I'm firing up every single player I have on either team. There uh, it's just it's gonna be a bloodbath. It, I love it. all right our next game is the packers at vikings packers minus one and a half um over under is at 47 i get to see aaron Rodgers without Devontae this week what was the spread again uh minus one and a half packers this is a. I'm avoiding if I'm if I'm betting. I'm avoiding this game. I think altogether. I'm. T- I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Divisional game. 
Yeah, it's the I'm I'm always taking points. I think in a divisional game, so give me the Vikings plus one and a half. I don't I don't really feel great about it. Um, I do like the under though. I think uh, I think the Packers formula this year is to run the ball. I mean, Lafleur came out and said it's wide receiver by committee this year. So everybody who reached for Alan Lazard in the fifth, you don't love to hear that. Plus, Alan Lazard may not be playing this week. I think right now he's what questionable to doubtful. Uh, and so if he doesn't play, who are, who are the weapons for the Packers on the field, man? I mean, Romeo Dobbs, does he get the start? Christian Watson may be out. So is it Randall Cobb week? I mean, Randall it's... Randall Cobb week. I, is Tunyon think, out? Is Tunyon back yet? Tunyon's questionable. He's a hearty questionable, too. It, so to me, the, the under is the play. I think Green Bay has to manage the clock, run the ball here. Um, I'm really interested to see the, the Aaron Jones, how he's utilized this week. You know, is he is he split out wide more in the passing game? Do they run a lot of two-back sets? And uh, interestingly enough, I think Adam Thielen is a solid play this week. I, I think Jair Alexander gets Jetta. He, he'll shadow him all over the field. I like Thielen. Not bad. I, I don't. I I, I want to take Vikings. Vikings plus one and a half. I'm not so sure. I want to take the under though. I mean, JJ is going to get his. I I I agree with you on Adam Thielen. I think if there's a week that he's going to be a spicy play, it's this week. Um, I'm really excited to see what Irv Smith does. He's rose in the ADP over the past couple of weeks. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. It, it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if me, if me and Goni were out wide and you were in the slot running routes on an NFL field, um, I feel like Aaron Rodgers would find a way to get us the ball. Um, I, this is a so yeah. I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna take the under and give me the Vikings plus one and a half. Yeah, Vikings. Plus one and a half. Um, I kind of want to take the over, though, honestly. And I don't love it by any means. It's just that Aaron Rodgers, is they're going to, before the game, about one hour before kickoff, they're going to be the in the stadium. Will the fans from Section 326, row F, seat seven and eight, come on down to the field? We need you to play wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers That's today. fine, though. It's Aaron Rodgers. I know. I know. I know. And that's why I think that the over is going to hit because it's just, I don't know. I don't like ever betting against Aaron Rodgers by any means, but they start off slow traditionally. I think they got absolutely smacked by the Saints last year. I think it was the they Saints did. last Week year. Week one opener, Destroyed. they got absolutely demolished. And it happens like almost every year in one of the early games for the Packers. And then Aaron Rodgers has a press conference and he tells people to relax or this or that and blah, 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 blah. And then they go on to win like 10 of the next 13 games. So chalk it up. Uh, Vikings. Goni Wayne, if you're in a deep league, Alan Lazard is out. Are you playing Randall Cobb or Sammy Watkins in the flex? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins has one good game a year, and it's usually the the first game of the season, and then you never hear from him again. Wayne, I don't think I can start Randall Cobb anymore, and this is this is a diehard Kentucky football fan. It breaks my heart to say it, 
but Randall Cobb is his time has come and gone. It's been a great career, uh, but I think he's. I don't know. I, I think he's used few and far between. He just he he just doesn't really have the ability to get open like he used to. Are either no. considering rostering Sammy Watkins this week? Absolutely not. Yeah, negative. Absolutely not. Big old negative on that. <laughs> uh, we got the best game of the week, bar none. Yeah. It's not even an argument. Um, not even an argument. Homers. I'm not, not arguing. Not even an argument. Best game of the week. It's Sunday night football, prime time for a reason. Um, it is uh, arguably, no, not even arguably, the best team in football by far. Um, Going to be your Super Bowl champions this year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at um, hashtag this is our year Dallas Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys are at home and plus two oh. and a half. What does that it's tell you? Um, and the over under is set at 51. Isn't Man. it Tampa? Huh? It's in Tampa. It's in, it's Tampa. in Tampa. It's not at Dallas. It's in Tampa. I'm looking at it right. It says Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Dallas Cowboys. It's wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's uh, Tampa. Uh, Let me double I check. Actually, it's Dallas, Goni. What we are is looking it? at is wrong. Yes. Sorry. Oh, wow. See, Mad Mob, this is why I'm okay. the host. This is why I'm Mad, the host, Mad so Mob. I apologize. Like, just, I apologize. The, trust the in Wayne. Wrong. Trust in the I, I info apologize. that I'm giving. Yeah, sorry. Just continue. Wayne. You can continue. Anyway. Uh, apology accepted, guys. There was none. <laughs> Apology accepted. Tim, there wasn't one. What's the what's the line on this one, Wayne? I, I ignored you after uh, everything you said. After you said it was uh, at Tampa or in Dallas, I mean, uh, which it was, Mad Mop. Um, Cowboys at Cowboys plus two and a half, and they're at home. Mm. What's two and a half? I'm taking Dallas. Give me. Give me America's team and give me the points. By the way, that's why the game's in prime time. Because Dallas, it's America's team. Because the Buccaneers we, have we bring, the greatest quarterback of all time under center. We bring we bring the viewership. Uh, give me Cowboys plus two and a half. What's the over-under on it? It is 51. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under in a lot of Cowboys games. I don't think the offense is as potent. We're missing Gallup. Tolbert really struggled in the preseason. So right now it's looking like Schultz and Lamb um, and Zeke. I think we uh, really rely on the run game. I think Tony Pollard is a legitimate flex play this week. Even though Tampa is pretty good against the run, uh, I think we find ways to get Pollard involved in the offense. Kellen Moore's on record saying that he wants to use him in a quote-unquote Debo role this year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if, I'm a, if I'm Tampa... I'm a, I'm a little worried about Mike Evans. You're playing him, but he's going to get the Diggs treatment. I think Chris Godwin is a must play, though. I think he I think he he feasts against Dallas this week. You said he's going to get the Diggs treatment, like Diggs is going to lock him down or something. The guy who gave up the most passes in the league last year. I hope yeah. he gets the Diggs treatment. Mike, Mike Evans is worried, boy. He's he should, worried. Hey, Diggs is a bad matchup for Mike. Diggs he is isn't. a tall, physical corner. He's not a bad matchup for anyone, man. Everyone roasts him. Dude, I, so I watched I watched videos of him coming out of training camp, and uh, the 
it's it's kind of like the thing that you got to do as a corner. You keep your eyes on the hips. The feet are going to try and uh, the feet and the head are always going to try and juke you. The hips can't juke you. the The body's going where the hips are facing. If you're a cornerback, you got to stare at the hips. And there's there's videos of him just not looking at the hips at all and getting absolutely toasted on a route. And then there's videos of him absolutely deadlocked at the hips and just getting burnt. So not only is his is he inconsistent in how he's playing the role, but even when he plays it perfect, he's still getting shredded. He's not yeah. good. The reason he has the most interceptions is because quarterbacks aren't scared of him. They go for him, and he yeah. he just eats on underthrown and overthrown balls. You're right. You can't make any mistakes. Tom Brady is eight. not going to do that. Tom Brady ain't going to give him none of that stuff. Facts. Mike Evans ain't scared of him. He's going to absolutely demolish Trayvon Diggs. Nobody's worried about him. If you throw at Diggs, you better be perfect. You said it best. You can't overthrow or underthrow the ball because my man's a ball hawk. He's got great hands. Hey, if, as a Tampa fan, I know you're a little worried about your offensive line this year. Big big downgrade from last year. You got Micah Parsons. You got Demarcus Lawrence. You're, you're a little concerned. Be a lot of pressure on Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, but I think he gets the ball out quick. I think we have too many offensive weapons um, that he just he can go wherever he wants. He can go wherever he wants. You you can't stack the box against us. I think Micah Parsons has to drop back into coverage more than anything. I, I'm willing to put Diggs on an island. Uh, Goni, I hope, please, please put please put Diggs on an island. Mike Evans will go for 300 yards and five touchdowns if they put Diggs on an island with Mike Evans. Gunny, how do you feel about Scotty Miller as a dark horse, deep league flex play this week? Nah. What if nah. Godwin doesn't get doesn't play the full game? Godwin actually, I, I'm pretty sure he's been practicing recently. I think he might actually be good to go this week. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't want Scotty Miller, though. Actually, uh I'm taking the Bucks. The Bucks won last year. They're gonna win again this year. Uh, it's just they're they're good, man. I'm, give me the under on it though. The fifty one and a half. Um, I'm a little worried about Zeke though. If you have a pivot option, I would I would pivot off of Zeke. Honestly, he these teams faced each other last year in the Thursday night season opener, and Zeke didn't really muster a lot of yards. They didn't run the ball a lot because you just plain don't run against the Buccaneers defense. Um, but at the same time, you know, Dak threw the ball, I think 40 or 50 times also. So I feel like they're going to mimic that game plan. Um, same result though. They're, they're going to lose the game. Uh, and that's just what it is. I wouldn't be surprised if the only points the Cowboys get this game are, are Kyle Trask coming in at the end of the game and knee in the football after we pinned them, you know, they went for it on fourth down. They were down so much and, uh, we pinned him, you know, inside the five, and Kyle Trask isn't paying attention, and he accidentally knees in the end zone for a safety. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the only points they score all game. Do you think it comes down to a QB sneak by the Cowboys with 15 seconds left or <laughs> whatever it was? I sure hope so. Man. Lord knows they'll botch that call. Don't what a way to go. America's team, boys. America's team. <laughs> all right. Our Monday, night, our Monday night football game, the final game of week one, um, we've got a spicy one as far as storyline again, and not so spicy as far as um, the matchup. We've got Russell Wilson returning to Seattle, uh, Broncos at Seahawks. 
Uh, do y'all want to verify that that it's in Seattle or revenge game? game. Uh, we got just Seahawks like- plus six and a half. Um, uh, over under is at forty four and a half. Honestly, it could be Seahawks plus twenty six and a half, and I'd probably still take the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a Broncos for me. I don't like the fact that it's only six and a half, though. I feel like that's a trap. Very trappy. And like, I'm not by any means saying that, you know, the Seahawks are going to win this this game. But like, maybe it'll be closer. Like we've said before, Vegas is aliens. They they the it's not seven. It's not seven and a half. It's six and a half. So that's kind of what scares me on it. That being said, Broncos under. Uh, you're firing up all your Broncos. You're firing up probably DK Metcalf because you have to, <laughs> and no one else. Uh, like no Kenneth Walker, no Tyler Lockett. Um, Shot Penny. Maybe yeah. yeah probably run last year. Probably because yeah, he did have a good run. He, I mean, you're right, but he also had Russell Wilson last year. Um. So, I don't know. We'll see. If you have to play Rashad Penny, I mean, you have to play Rashad Penny. It, it is what it is. Sometimes you're kind of locked into that kind of thing. But <laughs> Yeah. I, I feel like everybody that got DK Metcalf this year went into the draft saying, I'm not drafting DK Metcalf. But, yeah. they, but like, he just dropped, and, like, there comes a point where you have to pick him up. I just – I'm glad that I, had, I don't have him in any league. I think he's going to be feast or famine. Um, and he's going to live or die by Drew Locke. Poor guy's got all the talent in the world and isn't going to be able to show it. He's going to, he's obviously uh, with a body like his and a skill set like his, he's always going to be fantasy relevant, but he's going to be infuriating um, to yeah. put in your lineup because I promise he's going to let you down. He's he's going to have five point games, multiple. Definitely. I, he is. Um, I give and then the you're Bron- going to sit him, and he's going to have a 25 point game. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, you should never sit DK Metcalf because where you got him this year, you, you got to start him. But he's he's absolutely going to infuriate you. You're going to get the Tyler Lockett treatment out of him. Um, you know. But yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Broncos plus six and a half easy. Um, what what did I say the over under was? Uh, 44 and a half. I'm taking the under just because I don't think Seattle contributes. Um, to the point total, um, yeah, I think we're. I think every, the world is excited to see the Javante Williams Melvin Gordon split. Um, we're excited to see Russell Wilson. Um, how the Corlin Sutton Jerry Judy uh, tandem goes, uh, and how much really just how much they pass it compared to run it, and or how much they run it compared to passing it. You know, uh, obviously we want to just assume that they're going to be passing it more, but. This has always been a run-first offense, um, so I'm just—I'm uh, more excited to see how they scheme, how they play call this this game than the game itself. This is a prototypical fade the public game, like Goni said. There's, you know, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of mu- public money on the Broncos here, but the sharps are keeping it low. Uh, I'm gonna take Seattle here, just just purely as a fade the public if you're into betting. But obviously, I like Broncos to win the game. You know, there's a lot of talk about Sutton being. Russell Wilson's favorite target in camp and in preseason, but Vegas says Jerry Judy is being the uh, the highest leading receiver on the Broncos this week. So uh, if you have Jerry Judy, you're salivating. I, I actually like Albert O and Noah Fant in this game. If you're streaming tight ends, Albert O is the only warm-bodied guy in Denver. Um, 
like Noah Fan, man. Why not? What's not to like about Noah Fan? Seattle's got to throw the ball, I think, to keep up in this game. Geno Smith is what's not to like. If I, I'd feel more comfortable with Drew Locke. Uh, yeah. For Noah Fan purposes solely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, you, if you're Noah Fan is obviously if you're streaming tight ends only, right? And, and it's between yeah. Noah and and, and another turd. You, I, I like Noah Fan. Okay. Yep. So those are our games for the week. Uh, just thrilled for it to be football season. That's all I have to say about that. Um, next, we're going to give you our DFS lineups. And I know I already talked about it um, at uh, the beginning of the episode. So we'll just jump right into it. Um, we're going to, the way this worked is we had a $60,000 budget to build the team. Um, and of course, higher tier players cost more, take more out of your budget, lower tier less. Um, and we're going to start with Begley, go to Goni, and then myself. Um, we're going to go uh, by position. Uh, Seventy five hundred bucks. Give me Trey Lance. I think he uh, has the upside to be the highest scoring quarterback this week. I went Jalen Hurts for eight thousand. Philly versus Detroit. I like what he can do with the arm and with the legs this week, boys. I went with Jameis Winston uh, going against the very poor um, secondary that is the Atlanta Falcons. I got him for sixty seven hundred. That uh, going, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm already not worried about Wayne's team. Yeah, I feel good about it. Um, already pretty confident at running back. I've got Jonathan Taylor, ten thousand two hundred, the most expensive player in DFS this week. Uh, Colts typically demolish Houston. I uh, love Jonathan Taylor to give me a hundred and a tutty this week. And then I've got Travis Etienne for sixty two hundred. He's the only uh, he's the only pony in town. Uh, against against the commanders james robinson is, is absolutely not going to get a full workload he's on a he's going to be on a, on a pitch count uh etn's by himself i've got derrick henry for 9700 against the giants i think he absolutely goes over 100 yards gets a touchdown he is the focal point of the tennessee titans nothing's changed since last year uh, I also have Damian Pierce for 5400 for a little bit of value. He's playing against the Colts. He looked great in the preseason. He's been named the starter going forward, and uh, hopefully just carries over the momentum he's brought from the preseason. I have uh, Aaron Jones I'm going to add Minnesota, the 23rd-ranked rush defense. Um, and then I have DeAndre Swift um, going against the Eagles. I'm the 24th ranked um, for a combined $15,000 um, for both of my running backs. Uh, love it. Uh, way better off than both of you on on uh, overall running back output for sure. Uh, Goni, go ahead with your receivers. I'm loading up my app. Sure. I've got Mike Williams for 6600 against the Raiders, Chargers versus Raiders. I think this is going to be a shootout, like I said before. Uh, I've been high on Mike Williams all year, and I expect a big game out of him to start the season. I've also got DJ Moore for 6,400 uh, facing up with Cleveland. Uh, Baker Mayfield is there. I think that he, I mean, DJ Moore is good every year. So I think it's a little upgrade tick bringing in Baker Mayfield. And I took Hunter Renfro, just another piece in that Chargers uh, Raiders game. 5,900, a little bit of value out of that there. So I feel pretty good about it. 
I like it. I uh, I went Michael Pittman for 7,200. I think he's the number one wide receiver this week or has the potential to be. It's a really high upside play for me. Uh, Keenan Allen at 7,400. I want a piece of that Chargers-Raiders game. It's still Keenan's show. And then I like T. Higgins at the Steelers for 7,000. Everybody knows how I feel about T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Uh, I have Michael Pittman as well. Uh, I think going against Houston – um, is uh, he's gonna absolutely go nuts and for 7200 and it was great value um, of course I went with my boy DJ Moore um, I think Baker's uh, really gonna try and absolutely just annihilate the Browns and I think uh, Carolina's going to uh, give him the opportunity to do that and DJ Moore is going to reap a lot of those benefits uh, my last receiver is a guy with a lot of upside but I might obviously have to take him out for um, injury purposes I picked up Alan Lazard um, somebody's got to catch the ball in Green Bay. Uh, the Vikings have a terrible uh, secondary. Um, they are the 31st ranked secondary uh, going into the season. Um, obviously, his preseason ranks things things can change, but uh, he was only 6,500 uh, and has a lot of upside if he can play uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Just not having any other options other than him. Yep. Uh, tight end, uh, I had Robert Tunyon in my original entry. Uh, I will roll with him if he plays. I, like Wayne just said, somebody's going to catch the ball in Green Bay. Um, for my flex, I've got Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, uh, Ty Montgomery, I'm expecting him to be out on Sunday, which will leave Ramondre to me as the top pass catching back. I'm going to roll the dice on Bill Belichick. Please don't burn me, Bill. Uh, throw the ball to Ramondre for my defense. I'm taking Miami against New England. I think that's a low-scoring game. Uh, I don't think New England gets above 21. Uh, for mine, I have TJ Hawkinson as the at the tight end position for 5,700. I thought that was good value. Uh, he's facing the 30th-ranked defense against tight ends, and I just look for him to get plenty of targets, just picking up where he left off last year. And the flex, Alvin Kamara, I think he absolutely eats against the Falcons. Um, terrible defense, terrible team in general. Uh, and then for the defense, I took the Commanders against Jacksonville for 3700 It was just straight-up value play, to be honest. Uh, yep, my tight end. Saved some money here with a guy that I think is going to be a PPR machine uh, in Cole Komet. Got him for $5,000. Uh, my flex is uh, the guy that's... Uh, I think my flex is it just leaps and bounds better than your all's flex. I got run CMC, um, the second most expensive player in DFS for 9,500. Um, and then Goni, uh, great minds think alike. Uh, got some value with um, going commanders for defense at 3,700 facing a, uh, a very poor Jacksonville offense. Um, yep. So my team is Jameis Winston, Aaron Jones, D Swift, Alan Lazard, uh, subject to change. Michael Pittman Jr., DJ Moore, Cole Komet, Christian McCaffrey, and the Commanders. I'm uh, not worried about that team at all. And the Commanders' Commanders defense will be your all's downfall this week. I'm sorry to your squads. I've got Travis Etienne. I've got Jonathan Taylor and Ramondre Stevenson in my flex with Michael Pittman, Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, Robert Tunyon, and the Dolphins' defense. And the winning squad this week, Jalen Hurts, Derrick Henry, Damian Pierce, Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Hunter Renfro, TJ Hawkinson, Alvin Kamara, and the Commanders. Not worried in the slightest about that team. Yeah, this is easy dubs for me this week. If it goes like this the rest of the year, just give me the trophy. 
So we're doing plus one for first place and minus one for third, correct? Correct. That's right. Let's Zero go. points for second. Get relegated if you're in last. That's what you get. And then I'll just look forward to a lot of plus ones. I might, uh, I'll probably have 17 points at the end of the year. <laughs> probably not. It'll never happen. Uh, we're going to finish with four really quick uh, Q&As. Um, these are going to be from Reddit. Uh, cap notes, 12-team super flex. Side A, Jacobs in a 23-1. Or side B, A.J. Dillon and Rashad Bateman. Give me A.J. Dillon and Rashad Bateman. I think Josh Jacobs is on his way out. I don't know what he's going to um, do next year, where he's going to go next year. It might be a terrible spot. He might go to a place that splits carries. Um, I love the 2023, but give me the surefire. A.J. Dillon's going to have a big role um, in an offense next year. I think it's going to be um, still in Green Bay. And, uh, yeah, Rashad Bateman, He's uh, same for him. Give me the give me the two surefire guys over Same. a guy that's I'll, I'll, trending downwards in a in a draft pick. I'll take those as well, just for the the continuity of of you know those guys Bateman and Dylan playing for their teams and the role that they'll have going forward, uh, as opposed to the uncertainty. Agree. Jacobs is a depreciating asset, so uh, the sooner you can get out of him, the better. I think. I think. AJ Dillon is is worth a little, uh, probably worth a twenty three one, if not a little more. And I think I'd rather have Bateman than Jacobs right now. We're slamming side B. Deckham ten team super flex. James Robinson and Rondell Moore for Tony Pollard. Go ahead. This one's very close for me. This one's very very close for me. Um. This one got the patented Wayne pause. I think so I know. I think that tells you I think I'm going Tony Pollard just because I think it's a dynasty, right? Yes, it's a dynasty. I I think Tony Pollard is is going to take over the role next year. I think he's I think he's got RB one potential next year. Um, I don't think any of these guys. I think James Robinson is done. Uh, if Etn is successful this year, go ahead and kiss him goodbye. Rondell Moore, there's just what is he the third option when everybody's healthy? Probably, maybe the fourth if you like Ertz. Give give me the upside for next year, and Tony Pollard. I'm taking the Rondell Moore side on that. I don't love James Robinson, but he's another depth piece running back for you. Rondell Moore, I like his future upside. He's going to be locked into the slot position solely uh, all the time. And Tony Pollard, you, you don't know. You have to have the Cowboys re-sign him or you have to have him go to a favorable situation. It's just a lot of unknown variables. And either way, he's he's not built to handle a workhorse load. So I, I don't see him being an, an RB1 personally. I like the Pollard side to me. I think after this year, this is going to be the cheapest you can buy a Pollard. I think Dallas has to get him involved in the offense this year, losing Amari Cooper and with Gallup having some health concerns. Uh I think he has standalone flex value. I don't think his he's not going to be as cheap now. Uh, he'll be more expensive at the end of the year than he is now. So I'm trying to say. Uh, at two, Bruce Wayne, twelve team half point PPR. Jay Jetta for Kyle Pitts and ETN. You know who I'm taking? I'm taking the generational talent, the guy that just set, came into the league setting records. Um, give me Jay Jetta. Uh, I. I Travis Etienne at the end of the day is on a terrible offense. 
Um, Kyle Pitts is on a terrible offense as well. Um, Jay Jetta eats, man. He absolutely eats. Uh, I I just I don't I don't know I don't I know I know you're taking points at two positions, but man, Jay Jetta's output can could probably almost match both of them. Maybe I don't know. That's that's a lot of points. Either way, I'm taking Justin Jefferson as well, though. Um, just because of, of ETN, to be honest with you, I don't, we don't know what he is. Um, we know what Kyle Pitts is and for the positional scarcity of the tight end that, I mean, he's definitely a good piece to have, but Justin Jefferson's just phenomenal. So I'm sticking with him. If this was full PPR, I'm taking ETN and Pitts, but in a half point, I'm staying with Jetta. Uh, you know, Doug Peterson's going to throw the ball. He always has as, as a head coach. And as an OC, so I think ETN's value as a PPR back is through the roof this year. And Kyle Pitts gives you that positional advantage. I mean, a thousand yards receiving as a rookie tight end is unprecedented. Uh, he's, I think, he is the unicorn everybody said he was. He just got stuck on a horrible offense, so he didn't quite shine as as bright. Fortnite gamer six. This is the last one for the day. Ten team PPR. Waddle a twenty three one and Schultz. For CD and Kelsey, you know what I'm taking: Waddle, Schultz, uh, and a 2023-1. Um, I think Schultz is better. I, I, am I in this reflected in my tight end rankings? I think Schultz has a better year than Travis Kelsey. Um, so I think I'm winning on that part. I know the trade probably has Kelsey as the upgrade, um, but then you combine Jalen Waddle with a 2023-1, um, and I think that's got uh, CD value. Yeah, I don't. I, it's I'm I'm hanging on to the Waddle side as well. I, I think Kelsey's better this year for sure, but he's also a depreciating asset. You really only have a, maybe a year, maybe two of you know elite production out of him. His best days may even be behind him. Um, so you're really just getting CD Lamb for the future. But you you've got a young wide receiver in Waddle. You've got a great young tight end in Schultz. I think he's only 26, and you got a 23 first rounder so that side i like cd and kelsey here uh, i think kelsey gives you two years i don't think he's depreciating as quickly as as you guys think he is uh i'll take two years of tight end one production from kelsey schultz scares me i don't know if he's going to be a cowboy next year i mean dallas didn't want to pay him this year we drafted jake ferguson out of wisconsin uh he played really well in the preseason i think if he plays well They'll, they'll let Dalton Schultz walk uh, instead of putting more money on the books. And Waddle's situation scares me in Miami, man. I mean, it, can Tua support two wide receivers down there? Give me the guy that I know is going to get 150 targets on an offense that's going to throw the ball more than it's going to run it. I like C.D. and Kelsey here. Uh, yeah, but that's that sounds a lot better than what it actually is, saying two more years of tight end one production. Like, that's not yeah. saying much. No, dude, like – Tight end eight through twelve, it doesn't take a lot to get there to be a tight end one. You're not anything special, just being a back end tight end one kind of guy. But okay, when I say tight end one, I meant the tight end one. Which, by the way, last year Mark Andrews would have been, I think, running back five and wide receiver eight. If you look at total fantasy points scored, being okay. number one tight end has a lot of value. No, I understand, and I, I'm not saying Kelsey's going to fall off by any means that's, this year. I'm just saying that's that just an, it might not be. 
his most productive year he's ever had. That, that's and just, just getting older. An incredibly bold statement to say he'll be the tight end one for the next three years. I said two. Well, but I, this year and is it just this year and next year that you're talking about, or two more years? This year, and next year. Nah, I don't think he's a tight end one this year. I faded him to tight end four, and I stand by I it. Here we are. I get it. I get it. The, we're we're on different ends of the spectrums, and we have a doink in place to that that reflects that. As, but, as we should. As we if, should. I did my tight end rankings um, middle of June, and they've stayed pretty true throughout the offseason. If, if you were guaranteed two tight end one or two seasons out of, out of Kelsey, Listen, the tight end one or the tight end two. You're still you're taking this trade, right? We we come here. People come to the Mad Fantasy Football podcast for our opinions. You know, if our opinions match the ADP, then why would they come here? We give them what we feel like is are the hot takes that are going to happen. And I feel like Travis Kelsey is a fade this year. He's still. I have my tight end four. I believe I have Mike, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, and Dalton Schultz ahead of him. Just because you have an opinion doesn't mean it doesn't suck. It's a Begs terrible it. opinion. <laughs> You've proven Begs that. You're, You've proven that this entire podcast. You're right. I agree. If you're trying to win this year, then yeah, I would take the trade. If I'm trying to win this year, I feel like that trade puts me over the top. But if I if I think I can compete anyways, then no. I I don't I don't. Dalton Schultz scares me, man. What if he goes to Jacksonville? Right. And I understand the what you can play the what if scenario for any player, just like the injuries. But to me, if you if you look at what Dallas has done, they're not committing to Dalton Schultz. We got Jake Ferguson in the draft. He's looked good. It, I don't see Dallas committing to Dalton Schultz. They probably won't because they've already paid Zeke. They've already paid Dak. Like they can't afford to be paying all these people. And Dalton Schultz had a great year last year. Can they afford to pay a tight end? tier one tight end money probably not they probably just literally can't afford it it's not that they don't like him it's not that they don't think he's good they just their money is tied up in 20 other different spots that's exactly and that's Dalton Schultz's value he's the number two receiving option on offense that's going to throw the ball 35 times a game that's his value this year if he goes anywhere else he'd lose his value I I I don't give me Kelsey Give me two years of Kelsey over the five more years of Schultz. Mm. Sorry, that's just how I feel about it. I would rather take two elite years with Kelsey and stream tight end than I would have to rely on Dalton Schultz. Again, what if he goes to Jacksonville or Houston? He drops some value. His value goes to almost nil. If somebody's going to pay him tier one tight end money, it's to use him. Sure. Regardless of where yeah, he goes. goes. Good, good tight ends go to bad teams and they die. It, it just we'll see with Noah Fant this year. We'll see what happens, but it happens all the time. What do you what What does Noah Fant have to do with? I, no, Noah Fant was a good tight end in Denver. I just like Evan Ingram was a good tight end prospect, right? He can't catch. He's got brick hands. No, but he Noah Fant was off. was average at best, at absolute best. He was average. Did you or did you not trade for Noah Fant? I did, and what did he that do? That was for to us? come off Austin Hooper, though. It's, but that, but that's what I was saying. You know, for, to me, if you look at tight ends across the league, there's no great tight ends on bad teams. You can have great receivers. Is, on bad Ky- teams. is Kyle Pitts ranked high for you? Are the Kyle Falcons good? Ranked. But, but like I said, I called him a unicorn for, for that very reason. Okay, so so you're already wrong there. DJ no. Hawkinson? Mm. Yeah, he might fit the mold, but he's only had he's only had one top five year. 
He just gets hurt every year. That's why. Yeah. I mean, tight ends, tight ends, there's a correlation between good offenses and good tight ends. And if Dalton Schultz goes to a bad offense, he has no value. I mean, give me Lamb. He's going to get 150 targets. I can't say the same for Waddle this year. No, Noah Fant finished barely, barely in the in the top 12 tight ends. That's that's he's that's not good. Tight end one. That's on not bad, good. He was on a bad offense last year. The point okay, I'm just so the, what's the point? Why are you using Noah Fant as an example as somebody okay. going from a good team to a bad team? Let's see what they do when he was on a good team and did bad, and then he went to a bad team and he's going to do bad. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let me let me take my example back again. I, I I'll ask you. Tell me a terrible offense that has a great tight end. We'll, we'll exclude Kyle Pitts because again, I think he's a unicorn. Okay. We'll exclude a, a prime example. Got it. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Nah. Are, are the Ravens going to have a stellar offense? He had one top five. Are finish. the Ravens projected to have a great offense this year? No. Mark Andrews. I think, I think they, the Raiders are absolutely going to be above a league average offense this year. hundred percent. I'll put a doink. You've on done that. nothing but harp on the Ravens. Not going to, they're not going to be able to score because they don't have any receivers. I said, the Ravens are going to run the ball. I didn't, did I ever mention their scoring? They're going to run the ball a ton. Man, the, the Q&A just, getting spicy. You put a lot of lies into my mouth right there. I didn't say any of those things that you said I said. I'm just saying there's a correlation between good offenses and good tight ends. That's, and, that, and that's just that's facts. And, and, I, and I'll ask you again to, to prove me wrong. You, well, I agree Kyle Pitts is the outlier. T.J. Hawkinson, why are we ignoring T.J. Hawkinson? Because he, he, he had one top five year. That's it. He had one. He's young. Uh, we'll see, but I think Lions are now a, a good offense. I don't think they're a bad offense as it stands. They have, like Goni said earlier, are the Forty Niners a top tier offense? Yes, absolutely. The Niners are. Absolutely. Are you kidding me, bro? Do you see what they did last year, bro? All right, boys, wrap this up. Wrap this up. It's crazy. Yeah, take Kelsey. Take CD. Waddle and Schultz's that's, situation. That's also that's also really weird that you're that you're buying Logan Thomas shares as a sleeper. That Cole Komet has flown flown up in the ADP, but that's that's neither here nor there. Cole Komet is just just hype right now. We haven't seen it. Yeah, but we all agree that it's that it's most likely going to happen. He's going to get he's going to get volume. He'll get targets. Right. We'll see. All right. Well, how many more examples do you want? All right, Mad Mob. <laughs> The next time we see you all will be at the end of the week one games. Everybody will be hyped. We're coming off of it. Um, we're going to have an episode posted Tuesday morning um, with a lot of information on what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, some guys that we feel like you can snag off the waiver wires. Um, if you all want to get in on the Q&A, um, uh, we're doing a lot fewer, far fewer questions. So just uh, send it to us, first come, first serve. Um, other than that, my mob, we appreciate you tuning into this. Um, enjoy this week of football. Enjoy it. It's back. Um, and good luck to everybody in your fantasy league, unless you're playing me. Football's back. Football's back. back. Fantasy for MVP.